We are nearly nine months into the pandemic and neither business people nor tourists are flying again. Yet banks and credit card issuers have long been reliant on credit cards linked to airline miles programs to drive credit card spending. What happens to credit card loyalty when there are no airline miles and points? In this edition of FinTech Friday, driving credit card consumer loyalty without travel points. I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco on December 4th, and this is FinTech Friday, brought to you by Cardlinks. It's great to be with you. One reliable way to earn airline or hotel status, and maybe even a free ticket for your next family vacation, is to get a credit card that earns you extra airline miles. But with travel at a standstill throughout much of the world, banks and credit card issuers are reinventing credit card loyalty. See, according to recent statistics from Visa, travel-related purchases were down 70% in the third quarter of 2020. And many consumers that were willing to pay an annual fee for a credit card to earn airline and hotel miles, well, those consumers are rethinking that approach. Industry data suggests that people are shifting away from those premium credit cards and instead opting to pay with debit cards. In the third quarter, debit card transactions were up 20%, while credit card transactions were down 9%. Today on the show, we go to Switzerland, and we speak with an executive from UBS, the largest bank in that country. Switzerland is a really unique market and where we can learn a lot about how banks are reinventing card loyalty. The country is relatively small, but very affluent. And as a result, Swiss cardholders travel outside of the country very frequently. Switzerland is also home to many of the largest, most well-known banks in the world, including UBS. Mark Tutzauer is the head of the UBS Key Club program. That's the domestic loyalty program for Switzerland's largest bank. We speak with him about novel approaches to driving loyalty and how banks are innovating new ways to drive credit card spending beyond just travel points. Good morning, Mark. It's great to speak with you. Where are you today? Hi, Silvio. I'm in the Zurich region. We are still all working from home at the moment. Happy to speak to you as well. One of my favorite memories growing up, my early years in Switzerland, but also visiting is when, of course, you start to see all the Christmas decorations. Switzerland is one of the most picturesque countries during the Christmas and holiday season. Have you started to see the decorations go up there in Zurich and in other parts of Switzerland? We have. We have. So basically last weekend, people were starting to put it up. Even though the, the famous Christmas markets, a lot of them have been canceled this year, but we're trying to get in the Christmas mood and I think we'll, we'll get there. Now, Switzerland is a relatively small, but also pretty wealthy affluent country and consumers travel abroad frequently and they're using their cards. And also many business people and tourists also come to Switzerland. How has the restricted travel that we're all experiencing, how has that impacted the collection of points within your loyalty program? So first of all, we basically only have domestic Swiss clients in our program. So let's say if a tourist from Asia is traveling to Switzerland, there's no opportunity for that tourist to collect points with us because they have their bank relationship probably with their bank in Asia. 
but we reward points for domestic turnover and international turnover. And there has always been a split that is basically unchanged for a very long time. And this year, obviously, due to the restriction in travel, we have seen that the percentage of domestic turnover has been increased quite dramatically, also due to the fact that people did not travel in summertime. And in summertime, we see a huge volume in points being collected and in turnover that's been generated. And what we saw this year, obviously, due to the fact that people were not able to travel abroad, people were staying in Switzerland and spending their money in Switzerland. So that has been a big shift. But for the clients, it's not a huge difference because turnover abroad and in Switzerland is exactly rewarded in the same way. Now, you know, when you ask people, what do they think of first when they think of Switzerland? People think probably of things like Swiss chocolate, but increasingly people also think of financial services and probably also travel. Now, you mentioned that travel has been limited. And as you know, travel points have traditionally been a big driver of loyalty for consumers around the world, but also in Switzerland, particularly, as you mentioned, since typically Swiss people do travel to other parts of Europe and around the world. Now that consumers don't travel as much, how has that changed your loyalty programs? And and maybe even more generally, how has that changed loyalty programs in banking and financial services more, more generally? It's a very good question. And I have to admit, we haven't made our own research on that front. But obviously, what we can say is that the collection of points in our program refers to all sorts of travel. So to airline tickets, to hotels, to car rentals, uh, etc. And the turnover is rewarded in, in, in the same kind of way. So with the decrease of travel, obviously, that area has been reduced as well. So where we spend those points or where we issue those points. And it could be, but this is just speculation, people who collected both, so collected points with credit card turnover at us and perhaps airline miles at the same time, perhaps the points that they collect with us have higher importance than just the miles that they collect with flying because they were not flying this year, but they were still making turnover with the normal shopping with domestic travel. And looking forward into 2021, 2020 has been a tough year, and I think many of us will be happy to say goodbye to 2020. But as we look into 2021, there are going to be some changes. And in fact, the chairman of the U.S. Central Bank, the Federal Reserve, one of his famous quotes from the last couple of weeks is, you know, the economy will recover, but it will be a very different economy. What do you think are going to be the biggest changes in card loyalty in Switzerland and maybe more generally in Europe? What are some of the new things that we're going to see in card loyalty in 2021? I don't want to be too specific because I think there's a lot going on at the moment. I think one thing that is clear and that I also somehow sense speaking to peers and speaking to colleagues from the industry is a lot of banks, a lot of loyalty providers are somehow reviewing how they do business, how they structure their programs. A lot of peers are looking at technological opportunities that are around, what can be done on the technology front, obviously also the fintechs that are emerging, checking what what is happening in that field. So I think next year will be a year of review and change 
loyalty programs or loyalty program managers will review very, very critically what they're doing and checking what kind of opportunities are around for the future. And I'm looking very much forward to that. I think it's a very exciting time and let's see what next year will bring. But it'll be interesting, that's for sure. And, you know, historically, when we think of banks, we think of these beautiful, ornate buildings that you go to visit and open a bank account or close a bank account. Now, increasingly, banks are moving to becoming digital. Tell me a little bit about the journey for becoming a digital bank that UBS has undergone. Yeah, I love to do that and perhaps just uh, focus on my area of expertise and loyalty program that I'm, I'm looking after. So the loyalty program that I manage here in Switzerland is called UBS Key Club. It's one of the most traditional loyalty programs. It was founded in 1994. So that was basically one of the first big loyalty programs that were established in, in, in Switzerland. The big department stores and the, the, the food retailers, they started a couple of years later. So it was really a little bit of a pioneering project that the bank did in, in 1994. And due to the fact that it's such a traditional program, the program had been run for many years really on a paper basis. So people were receiving checks in their mail and those checks have been able to, to be redeemed at certain merchants in the city centers of Switzerland. So it took until 2012 for the redemption burn part to be introduced on a digital way. This is something that is quite exotic. I mean, if you think of a loyalty program these days, they all start digital. For us, it was a kind of a journey to take those people to digital because a lot of the people said, well, we don't really have a problem with being paper-based. So we had to switch them over. And this year, we basically stopped sending out paper checks, even though they were very popular with a lot of our clients. It's a long journey, especially if you have a lot of clients, if you have all age groups, people grow old with your program. It's a sensitive subject and you just can't cut them off uh, right away. Now, Mark, you work for the largest bank in Switzerland, and it's also the bank that is really at the center of Switzerland's largest industry, which is the financial services industry. Can you tell me a little bit about your role? Yeah, I work for UBS Switzerland. UBS is an international bank, but in the Swiss market, this is basically the only market where we have a retail presence. My role is basically the head of loyalty and marketing partnerships. So I'm, I'm responsible for the loyalty program that UBS is running and to establish and maintain marketing partnerships. Thank you, Mark. What a great number of insights you shared with us. And we look forward to having you back on the show next year as we look at some of the new innovations in the loyalty space. But thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and insights on the show today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. That's Mark Tutzauer speaking to us just outside of Zurich, Switzerland. He's the head of loyalty for UBS Bank in Switzerland. Coming right up. Some closing thoughts on the future of travel and credit cards. A very wise man once said, and this too shall pass. That maxim is also true for the reduction in travel and the related decrease in credit card travel spending. While travel has in fact decreased a lot in 2020, it will eventually come back probably in 2021. 
It's unclear exactly when consumers and business people will take to the skies again, but what is clear is that it will, in fact, happen again at some point. One example of this is the Chinese market. When in the second quarter of this year, the Chinese government released tight lockdown measures, affluent Chinese consumers flocked to upscale shops like Louis Vuitton and Bulgari. The pent-up demand drove significant surges in sales for global luxury groups, especially those luxury groups that could serve consumers online. This phenomenon was called revenge spending. In travel, we may witness the very same phenomenon, perhaps in late 2021. Consumers in North America, Europe, Africa, really all over the world, have gone without significant travel for over a year and a half. And it's likely we're going to see an unprecedented boom in airline travel as business people and consumers try to make up for lost vacations and missed business trips. Call it revenge travel. You heard it here first. Look out for revenge travel in late 2021. For FinTech Friday from the Cardlinks Association, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares signing off.